Good morning, and this is Wake Up Call on WHIP Radio. I am Randy Lane here with Corey Parker and Jay Matthews is second. And how are y'all doing this lovely Thursday morning? I'm actually so good. Like, I'm <laughs> so hyped. Blessings on blessings. I was blasting my music this morning. I found a new song that I absolutely love, and it really just got me so hyped. Like, I'm so ready for break, and I actually feel the most energy I felt all this week. So, that's a plus as well. That is a plus. How about you, Jay? Randy, if you don't mind, hmm. can you say the date? Oh, it's Thursday. No, 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 no. Like the actual date. February 29th? What's tomorrow? Tomorrow is your birthday. Jay. <laughs> 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 yes. Wait, what, what's that date? March, March 1st? March 1st, I think, yeah. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, the greatest day ever is about to happen as I turn 21. I mean... This has been monumental. I mean, come on now. I'm going to be a full-grown adult. Like, this is amazing. Actually, according to Uber and rental, Uber Rentals, a real adult is 24, 25. That's when you can actually rent. Who's legal? Huh? What What? What age are you legal? 21. But exactly. You can't, but you're not, there you don't we have go. access to all adult things until, until like 25. 25. So we can, you can rent a car. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know you're really an adult. And all, in all the states, you can rent a car. Like, some yeah. states, you can be like 20, but... And awesome. all the states. You're officially, a, you're an adult at, like, 18, you become an adult. No. I'm an adult For now. girls, you become an adult at a certain point, right? And mm-hmm. then you become a real adult at 18. Mm, and I wouldn't then, even say that. But I'm talking about, like, like, like literally. And yeah. then you become a real adult at 21. But then you become a real, real, real adult at, like, 25. But then you really have hit adulthood <laughs> when you reach 30. I'm about to be a real adult tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you're about to be a real adult tomorrow yeah. and a real, real, real adult at 25. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> no. What are your birthday plans, Jay? Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to wake up. I'm going to look in the mirror. And I'm going to say you're a young, successful black man. And I'm going to look good doing it. That's my plan. You don't, don't want to switch it up? Maybe you know, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I can't give you all the secrets. Okay, He's going to okay. wake up in the morning, see himself in the mirror. He's going to say, Happy birthday, my beautiful, sexy, yes. hot black man. That's what he's yes. going to say. Yeah, yeah, That's what yeah. he's going to say. That's giving yes. his birthday message. It really is. See, she got the memo. She, you see how she got the memo? She did. I'm exactly. sorry. I'm not here with you right now. I'm sorry. I got to get there. Yeah, we had, you had to put on you're your J hat. Oh, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I you have to put on. Yeah, you left no, she can put on a Randy hat. No, but you have to put on the J hat to know what you're going to say in the mirror. <laughs> uh, like, there's a different hat. Because a Randy hat and a Corey hat wouldn't be saying. Yeah. Like, we wouldn't think that. No. Young, successful black woman. But, like. We have to put on our J hat. When I get up, first thing I do in the morning is I start singing my gospel song. Like, quite literally, that's what I do. So, but to put on my J hat, you got to say, good morning. If I was to wake good up, morning, Corey, good morning, good looking. Yeah, if I was to wake up every morning <laughs> with a J hat, it would be like, good morning, beautiful, in her bag, black queen. But I don't do that. I feel like I feel crazy. You got to do it. You got to do it. Do I feel like confidence. I feel crazy. No, I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try to do it one day just to feel like Jay, Jay one day. Yeah, we should yeah. try it one week Literally, and record yeah. ourselves doing it, and then that would be a and great put Instagram, it on Instagram post. Yeah. I'd post that on TikTok, actually, because that would be <laughs> hilarious. Man, I'd be doing it all the time. I'd be cursing, though, but hey. Okay, okay. Um, how are okay. you? Like, how damn, you, you look so good. I am tired. I'm very tired. This week has been so hard. Oh, we saw. Miss Vibe Lady, we saw you. Yeah, yeah. We I see you. We were recording on Tuesday. Um, but, yeah, everything's been so busy. I'm just trying to get everything done on time so that I can actually enjoy my break a little bit. So, yeah. That's real, man. Yeah, yeah. But, y'all, this weather this week has been nice. 
Thank you, I Jesus. I think yesterday it was like, what, 63, 64? Something like that, something like that. Beautiful. It was warm. But it's still raining, yeah, yeah, but it was yeah. fine. It was. It, we could deal with it. But today it's a high of 42 with a low of 29. So a little colder, a little colder. What's up, Jay? It gotta be that. It, it gotta be that weather because you I see, know. you mentioned it yesterday, Randy. It was sixty-three degrees, and it was a good sixty-three degrees. Yeah. Even when it was raining, it was a good sixty-three people degrees. People still walking around in shorts. Yeah, yeah, like people still walking around in shorts, still walking around with a tank top, all that good stuff. And you know what? It felt really, really good outside, even when it was raining. Mm-hmm. And then I come out here, like you just mentioned, Corey. Yuck. It's yuck. Cold. Ew. Shivering in my It's fingers. yuck. It's disgusting. It's terrible. It's yuck. It's yuck. I mean. It's yuck. It's Honestly, yuck. spring break is going to have like 65s. So we're looking right. at a good week next week. We Thank just you. Be yeah, when we're not home. here. <laughs> Wait, what is it going to be back at like at home home? Let's see. Back at home, Jay, it's going to be all 60s. Look at this. It's getting warmer, yeah. But it's cloudy. There's no sun except on Tuesday. Like I said, I can't, I can't reveal a lot of secrets. Yeah, I don't think you're even going to be here. Yeah. I think he's going to Miami. Miami. Or Vegas. Or Ve- Vegas. <laughs> or, or, um. You're funny. Or Texas. Why Texas? He always talks about, oh, Houston. Listen, Houston is a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place. It's a lot of beautiful things going on. A lot of beautiful weather, a lot of beautiful food, a lot of beautiful ladies. You know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. That was third on the <laughs> that list. That was coming. That was like, I, I thought that'd be first. Um, okay, guys, real quick some <laughs> local Philly news. Illegal Philadelphia dirt bikes and ATVs will have extra eyes on them from local law enforcement. Many people in Philadelphia area have complained about the dirt bikes and the ATVs, especially the drivers on the road. Yesterday, officials committed to upping enforcement around these vehicles. So as it gets warmer, you already know the people on their dirt bikes are going to start coming out like they did yesterday, if you had saw. And then now law enforcement is going to start. Your city needs to do this. Wait, oh, you guys (gasps) did say that they were like, actually, it's Maryland. Maryland? Exactly. It's so, <laughs> I don't know what it's like here in Philly. So when I said it's about time, I was really thinking, like, Maryland. Those dirt bikes have me running for my life, bro. Like, they're crazy. They're doing wheelies on the highways. Yeah. Like, that's, go to a race car track or something. Like, this is not the place to be doing it. Do you have a dirt bike? Nah, but, you know, every time, though, it's a culture, it's a culture thing. It is a culture. It's a yeah, culture yeah, it thing. A culture. It's in Philly. It's in Atlanta. It's in D.C. It's everywhere. It's in Atlanta? Yes, yeah. Hello. I, I didn't even know. I really didn't know that. Like, oh, I wow. figured out that, like, what, two years ago? No way. But, yeah, but, yeah, no, nah, this is the culture. This is the vibe. This is what happens when everybody fun outside. Now, as long as nobody's, you know, punching cars and whatnot and not right. having no fights, mm. then we good. Dirtbox is good. It's part of the culture. It is part of the culture. It is part of the so culture. So let them pop their wheelies on the highway and they'll no, be straight. No, but these people are driving to work and with their kids. Like, I feel like. Wait, this is in the morning? This is like they do this like all like all the especially in the summertime. It's from like dawn to dusk with these dirt bike riders. Okay, in the morning, that's 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 a question. But in the afternoon and beyond? Afternoon, kids are getting out of school. <laughs> or I guess not in the summertime. Well, close to the summertime. Like March, May, June. They'll survive. All right, Jay. <laughs> all right, Jay. All right. Next news is West Philly native Coleman Domingo has been nominated for Best Actor at the Oscars. As you may know, he went to Klein. So I just wanted to shout him out. He's the first Afro-Latino to be nominated and the second openly gay man to earn a nomination for playing a gay character. Wow, so he's a lot of the firsts. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Amazing. Honestly, we should get him on the show one day, y'all. We should. We really should. Coleman Fun. Domingo. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he was great in the he's movie, He's in Euphoria, too. too. He was really good in the movie. He was Rue's sponsor, who was also an addict. Wait, the black guy? Yeah. 
Nice. <laughs> um, some Temple Club news, y'all. The Wellness Resource Center will be having a Take Action, Take Care event in the Student Center today, Room 201. This event will be held from 11 to 12 p.m. So they said, come learn how to support community wellness through positive action and bystander intervention. So if you want to, go to that. I believe you don't have to register, so that's good. Um, join the Office of Sustainability staff for sustainability, it's actual tea. Um, there is an informal open house style events where students can meet from both the students' um, sustainability team and fellow eco reps. They'll chat about ah, sustainability, so much S words. Sustainability source tea about the latest sustainability news, policies, climate justice in Philly and all over the nation. Learning about each from each other and growing fellowship within the TU Climate Action Coalition. This event is today in Charles Library from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And I believe you do have to register for that. So make sure y'all register, party people. Okay, all right. Um, and then yeah. So coming up, we have some news about the death penalty with some opinions from Kim Kardashian and some other people. But right now, we're going to take it to a break. And I'm Randy Lane with Corey Parker, J. Matthews II, and we... And welcome back to Wake Up Call. I'm Randy Lane here with J. Matthews II and Corey Parker. And right now, we have some news about the death penalty in Texas. So, T. Yeah, yeah. And Kim Kardashian's involved, and I actually really big ups to her for this because she really is like a big advocate. So, Ivan Cantu, who was convicted and sentenced to death for the murders of his cousin and his cousin's fiance in the year 2000, was officially killed by lethal injection yesterday at 6:47 p.m. And till his death, he maintained his innocence. So he said that. During, before um, he was actually killed, he said, I'd like to address the Kitchens and Mosquita families who were the families of those who were sadly killed. He said, I want you to know I never killed James and Amy. And if I did, if I knew who did, you would have been the first to know any information I would have had that would have helped to bring justice to James and Amy. Cantu's advocates called for the execution to be halted to allow for the new evidence in the case to be examined and evaluated. So they also advocated for Cantu to argue that he did not receive a fair trial and was framed by the alleged real killers. Kim Kardashian, where she comes in, is she's a well-known advocate for the Innocence Project and wrongful convictions, and she was posting about this on her story and was asking people to help sign a petition to halt the process of him getting executed. Sadly, it didn't really work out, and he was killed. But apparently, because there was conflicting evidence that made people question if Ivan was the true killer or not and wanted him to receive a fair chance by having an, the evidence looked at properly and examined. That's so sad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first things first, I love how Kim uses her platform for mm -hmm. good. Like, so many celebrities just go over so many things, but I love how she's really used it to help people. Sorry. I saw mm. something. No. Um, really uses it to help the greater good. I think that's absolutely amazing, and I commend and applaud her for that. Um, it's super sad that this had to happen. Um, but for some reason, I feel like the death penalty is very selective with who they end up killing. Mm. And I say that because they're saying that he killed two people. There are people that have killed multiple people. 
and they never got the death penalty. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, how did someone that killed, uh, supposedly killed two people versus someone that we know actually killed multiple not get the death penalty? You know what I'm saying? And that always confuses me. Like, how are we choosing who actually goes about, you know, being executed like that? And which also makes me think it's kind of useless because it's not like we're even always choosing the right people to actually, you know, go through the death penalty. I feel like it's very selective. I also hate to say this, but I think race also plays a big role into it because he's Hispanic. A lot of the other people that Tim has advocated for were black that were on the line. And some of them ended up actually, I think, getting um, the death penalty. So I feel like minorities are really put at a disadvantage, too, when it comes to the death penalty, which I also think is unfair. Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, if you look at the death penalty, though, I'm just going to say, um, should should it still happen? Excuse me, should it still happen? Absolutely. Um, because there are some people who do very vile things, who do very wrongful acts in which they should be definitely uh, put in the death penalty. But like Corey said, this is where I agree with her on this at, right? This is where I agree on her with this. Sometimes they get the wrong person. You know, they always get the wrong person. Like, you know how, okay, in the NFL, like, you'll get a flag and then, boom, you didn't do anything and somebody laid the hand first. Or, like, in school, right, you hit somebody, self-defense, whatever the case may be, right? The wrong people get chosen. And then she just mentioned it, Hispanics, blacks, the minorities, basically. Minorities are minorities are being uh, wrongfully uh, discriminated. They are being... Um, they're just being put in a situation where they're not able to really acquit themselves to be at a high level or acquit themselves to even represent themselves. So, yeah, I agree with what Corey said when she said the minorities. But should the death penalty stay? Yeah, because for those that do the wrongful acts, really need to be punished. So, okay, I guess you guys kind of answered my first one. Should this country do away with the death penalty? You said no, Jay. No. What do you, what do you think, Corey? Um, I think no, because part of me feels like if a real penalty is knowing that you're confined, you know what I'm saying? I feel yeah. like jail is sometimes worse than death penalty because that's like immediate. You're just poof, you're gone. You know, like you're not actually like so you're saying they suffering as much. I feel like if you do something crazy, you should have to suffer as much as the people did. And you being killed isn't making you suffer. So you're saying the country should. I think they should get rid of it. You should, so they should do away with the death penalty. Yes, yeah, I don't think it does much. I feel like you suffer more through just being confined and in jail for all your for the rest of your life than you would just getting injected and dying. My thing is this though: if like, let's just say like you kill somebody, like really kill somebody, and you made them make sure that they didn't have a family, you didn't make sure that there's no more fruit on the table, there's make sure that they're not on their feet. Am I really gonna give them that death penalty? Yeah. Because you just cost somebody's life. So why would you not suffer that in the same fate? Keep in mind, you're, gonna, you're still going to be alive in the death penalty. That person that you killed, murder, whatever the case may be, they're gone. I know, but what is you being gone going to do for me? I, rather, I think I'd rather see you suffer in confinement and never see your people again, like you made me never see mine again, mm -hmm. then you just die. Because that's like such a fast, I think it's stressful leading up to it probably. Obviously, I've never been in the situation. Right. But I feel like it's stressful leading up to it because you don't know if it's actually you're actually going to die or not. But then once you're dead, you're dead. Like, you're not, you didn't suffer. I feel like you're suffering more. Personally, if I was in that situation, I feel like I would suffer more being confined, not seeing my friends, not seeing my family, living in a terrible state in the jail system, 
possibly being attacked by other jail mates, I feel like I'd suffer more through that than I would just being injected and I'm gone type of thing. You know what I'm saying? I see what you, I see what you're saying. I see I see both points in what you're saying. Me personally, I say we should keep the death penalty because there are certain people in this world that just don't deserve to be here for the crimes that they've done. Like you said, yeah. Jay, there are some people who've committed some heinous, vile acts. Yeah. in which like sometimes it's not even about suffering, it's just about getting them out of here as fast as you can, if that makes sense. Getting them away from other people and like jail isn't enough. But also with Corey, I see that if a family member of yours was, let's say, hurt by one of these people, and what they they're given the death penalty, and then a few months later they're just dead. Yeah, it's like, what does that do for you? Kind of like you want to actually feel like, okay, they're in the jail system, they're going through whatever. Like they're basically they're not feeling what I'm feeling exactly, but they're going through something to which that kind of helps me over the loss of this family member. Yeah. But. What are you about to say, Jeff? No, my bad, Randy. I was going to say, um, because, what, five, ten years, that's not going to do none. Twenty years, that's not going to really do anything. Are they really going to change their acts? Are they really going to change their ways? You got to think about that. Let's just say it's 20 years. It's 20 years. It's, what, what is it? 2024. Okay. Let's say it's 2044, right? Boom. Get out of jail. Whatever the case may be. And they do the same thing, but this time worse. You really think 10 to 20 years is really going to help in any which way? That's why I, I said life sentence. I feel like a life sentence. If it was between, like, a life sentence and death penalty. Uh, life sentences are just many, many years. Like, right. to the point when you get out, you're basically just old. <laughs> like, I think that is worse. Mm, yeah, because you lose, like, you lose time. You think you about lose that. time. You lose relationships. People probably forget about you. Yeah. Like, so then when you come out of jail, it's like you're really living like, dang. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel that. So, but I see what y'all are saying, too. Yeah, no, we mentioned sure. it before with the evidence, though. We mentioned it before, people getting... The, prob- with the problem I have, personally, with the death penalty, and just with the um jail, f- like, the, like, the criminal system, the criminal justice system overall, is that the fact that people make mistakes. We're human. We make mistakes. And people go to jail wrongfully. And sadly, people get who get the death penalty, they get killed wrongfully because of wrong evidence. I just read a story about a guy who, I, when I say just, it's like two weeks ago, a guy Crying. who um, was in jail for like half his life and he got like, I think a million dollars or a quarter of a million, something, he got money for being in jail for more than half his life because he, that didn't, do whole, he didn't do it. And they found out and he got, I mean, sure, it's money, it's nice, it's a good chunk of change, but... If anything, I would want that time back that you took from me. So we're talking about people getting wrongfully convicted. Um, so I guess that would be like a con to having the death penalty because we are human. We make mistakes and we're not robots. So we, when we process evidence and stuff like that, it, it, mistakes can't happen. So that kind of brings me to like, have you guys heard of the story of George Steeny? No. No. Okay. Have you guys seen Green Mile or read the book? No. no. All right. So it's a movie about a black man who um, was wrongfully convicted for a crime. And I think it takes place in like the 40s or the 30s. Um, and he is in jail and he has a death penalty. And then by the oh, I'm sorry, Dan, um, you, probably, you know the ending. You probably <laughs> know the ending by the one I'm getting at. But um, anyway, Tom Hanks is in it. It's a pretty good movie. You should watch it. It's a good book, I would say. It's sad. But George Steeny, um, he was a. Wow, he was 14. 14. That's, he was 14, and he was wrongfully um, convicted of a crime. Not even, I wouldn't even say it was a crime. 
and he was killed with the death penalty. He was the youngest person to ever be executed in um, America. So in that movie, they didn't have it as a 14-year-old kid, but they had it as a grown black man. Not the same, man. It's not the same to, like, I guess make it better for Hollywood or whatever. But these stories kind of reminded me of that first, like, victim of, you know, this act. So I guess that comes into, like, what's the point of having a death penalty if, like, so many... So even though it's confusing, you know, it's like... You have to really, it's a, it's a sticky situation because, yeah, we want the death penalty, but it's also, like, we want to not make mistakes so these people don't die for no reason. You know what I mean? And I think that's part of my thing, too. Like, it's so easy to make mistakes, and we've seen this time after time, where people have to go through the death penalty and they didn't even do it. And it's like, that's awful. And so, even though I think that going through jail is worse, I feel like I would, if I knew I didn't commit a crime, I would rather wait until I can go see my family again, then get the death penalty. Because that's just, that would piss me off so much. I would leave just pissed at the world. Mm. Everybody. The thing with this pe- with this death penalty, with this little, pro- with the pros and cons, um, the pro of it is those who are convicted and those who actually did it are actually getting their time. This isn't like treat, out, treat others how you want to be treated. How do I want to, how do I want to really word this? But it's like, get the time that someone else, that's something like that. But it's like, since you get, since you made someone else suffer their time and while they're no longer on earth, you should do the same. But here's the thing with that. You're still alive doing that. Now, here is the con of all this, right? Wrongfully convicted. That's the problem. Wrongfully convicted. So the pro of it is that those who ha- those who actually did do it, convicted, cool. And they made sure that nobody has another life. That's the pro of it. The con of it, those who are getting wrongfully convicted, those who are being accused for no exact reason whatsoever, that's just really the con of it. And it's a sad situation right here. So hope everything goes well. I hope he gets out of prison. Um, and I uh, hope he does well and his family does well. Who? Yvonne. He's dead. He's dead. Oh, my apologies. I'm looking at something else, y'all. My bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but do y'all think that we have the power to kill someone as a government? Like, do you think that we have the right to do that? Some people will say that that's, they'll equate that to, like, playing God. Like, do we have the right to take someone's life from them? As a government? Do you, like, Ooh, do you that's think that's an so? interesting perspective. Do we have the right? But I feel like... Go ahead, my bad. My no, bad. no, no. I was going to say, I feel like... Yes, because I think at the same time, if it wasn't supposed to happen, God would make it not happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he would do whatever he could to prevent it from occurring if it wasn't supposed to happen type of thing. Because, you know, like, people always say, why do bad things happen if God exists? Like, sometimes God allows things to happen. And I think in that case, he may allow it to happen. Um, That doesn't mean they're not going to go to heaven type of thing, but maybe it was their time. Can you re- can you reiterate the question again? Do you believe that this nation has a right to take someone's life away from them? No. Why are you doing that in the first place? No, that's but the like death penalty. With the death penalty. Are you saying those who are convicted or those in general? Do you think that mm-hmm. they have the right to kind of in quotes like play God and take someone's life away from them, like be that role 
like say this punishment is so bad that we're going to kill you because that's another argument that people bring up like do we have like the right to do that what's the point of killing like honestly though like what like what's the real but that's the death penalty that's the death penalty like that's the death penalty yeah you just yeah so nah. that's also an argument that people bring up. Nah, so. nah, that ain't right. I think, okay, I think what she's saying yeah. is, do we have, so God typically allows people, like, you know how people say it's God's timing, like you die on God's timing? Do we as the government, as the people, have the right to make people go through the death penalty, even though it may not be like God's calling or it may go against God's timing? Like, do we have the power? Do you think it's okay for us to possibly go against God's will? to kill other people through the death penalty. It's basically faith versus death penalty, I think yeah. is what it really comes down to. Hmm. I don't like it that the fact that you get the death penalty and then, you know, you get killed and whatnot. And then, I don't know, it's 50-50. It's 50-50 because if you, if you really murder someone or if you really kill someone, right, First of all, I don't know why you're doing that in the first place. That's number one. So, and then there's a flip There's a flip side. There's like, okay, maybe they shouldn't be killed. They shouldn't be, you know, put in a position where their lives are done. I don't know. This is kind of 50-50. Yeah, it's like a, it really is something to think about. Because yeah. Yeah, you want that person to, quote, unquote, suffer. Um, But it's also like, is this like, I don't know, like ethical? But it's also like that person committed a, like a crime like vile enough to even bring up the death penalty. So it that's also something to um you know talk about and discuss. But how can the justice system work to make sure that these mistakes don't happen? To make sure that people you know aren't like in jail for X amount of time for no reason. That's not even the government. How about people just think? How about people just think once in a while? Because this all would never happen if people just really think about the actions like is it really worth killing somebody is it really worth i think she's talking someone? about like preventing yeah. people that are innocent from being executed and being put in jail like what measures can the justice system take to make sure that this doesn't keep happening extreme viable investigation needs to happen in deep 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 investigation because if you're wrongfully convict f- convicting someone that didn't even do anything then that person has every right to get out, do whatever they want. So a deep, deep, deep investigation. I'm talking 3 in the morning. You're waking up 3 in the morning. You're looking at what's going on. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a really deep, deep investigation that needs to happen. Once a deep investigation happens, then, yeah, this could be fixed. But until that happens, that's not happening no time soon. So, again, a deep investigation needs to happen. And if it doesn't happen, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the evidence definitely needs to be looked at. I also feel like this is definitely the system that was built so many, like, years ago at this point. We need to, like, really... I know some people say they want to, like... I don't know. It's a question of completely, like, abolishing the system, like, burning it down and then building it back up, or just trying to help it evolve with the system that we have now. I also think, though being wrongfully convicted has to do with people just being honest and upfront about what they've done. Because we know that, like, the person that is being wrongfully convicted knows that they didn't do it. And the person that actually should be convicted knows that they should be convicted. So it really just comes down, I think, to 
people just being open and honest about what they did. That would save so many people so much trouble, you know, so much heart, like damage, so much just emotions um, if we just owned up to what we did, which is easier said than done for sure. Because I don't know if it's necessarily a government thing as much as it's just people being upfront about what they've done. Like, it sucks that, let's say, Bob committed a crime and he let Jill take the blame. I feel like I would live with just as much conviction if I was Bob because I know that I convicted a crime and Jill is getting the consequence type of thing. But I don't think the government can do so much to investigate um, except just really relying on people to be open and upfront about it, which I don't think people will do. But I also think the other thing would be to maybe look deeper, like Jay said, into minority cases. Because I feel like we get overlooked so many times. They just expect the worst of us. Even if it was someone that didn't do it. Like, what was, was it? Um, What movie was it? What was it? What movie? No, no, no. It was a movie, The Little Boys. Oh, When They See Us, the Central Park Nine? Yes. Five? Yes, because they never committed that crime either. No. And But once again, another minority situation, and then non-minorities lying on our names. So I feel like we really, it's hard. I think, yes, maybe rebuilding it may need to be a thing as well, because as I'm saying this, rebuilding definitely may, may need to be the thing, and I think we need more minorities in power. Wait, and then this is also in Texas, right? Yes, this this is in Texas. That's another thing. Like, you know how many times we've been talking about the South on like every single show? Like, do y'all do y'all realize that? Yeah. We talk about the South very much a lot on this show. A lot. So the South really needs to do something. Alabama, Texas, Florida, as much as I talk about Texas and all that, honestly though, the South needs to get things together, honestly. Because all these acts, all these crimes are for what? What are you doing with that? You're getting rid of books. The The black guy can't wear his locks. Like, a, a bunch of things are going on. Um, Slave labor, child mandate birth. Yeah. All these stuff, all this stuff is happening. And where is it happening? In the South. Why does it keep happening in the South? And I know the South has history, history of doing all these things. But why continue it? So... What can, um, I'll pose this question, like, how do you think that more influential figures should um, speak about this topic? Because Kim Kardashian, she is on it when it comes to this. Like, she is. I mean, I like everything she does, but I love when she advocates for yeah. um, people who can't advocate for themselves. And she actually uses her power, uses the influence that she has to help the situation best she can. Obviously, she couldn't do as much with Ivan, sadly, but... She, the fact that she still tried, the fact that she still um, was advocating to him, excuse me, for him until like the very end of his life, the fact that she was doing that over and over, it really speaks volumes to her. It really does. And I think other celebrities could do the same thing. And I think even having, like maybe hosting events where you're speaking about an issue like this and talking about it. And I say that because I hate to use this as an example, but when we think about Taylor Swift, right? going to the football game. She was able to attract so many people and get so many people to like football solely because of her presence. Mm -hmm. So imagine if these celebrities held events where people could meet them and ask them questions about this topic. I think people would follow and be more proactive about doing things to work towards protecting innocent people because they're seeing these big celebrities that they look up to doing it too. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, oh my gosh, I get to meet you by going to this and supporting you in this, 
bet I will do whatever I can. So I think other celebrities should start doing the same thing. Will they? Maybe not, because I think at the same time, they always receive backlash regardless of what they're saying. Um, But it's rough. It's definitely a tough situation, but I definitely do believe more celebrities and public figures should be more open about it. But at the same time, we can't force people to be open about things that they're not passionate about. I think we've seen other celebrities be more open about other areas that they're passionate about, whether it is um, homelessness or sexual assault, yada, yada, yada. Like Everyone has their areas that they are passionate about. So if they're not passionate about protecting the lives of innocent people, we can't force them to do that, you know? Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Facts. So I just feel like people definitely should use their influence for good. Yes. And I feel like that would really help, not just, you know, this issue specifically, but other issues as well, and really um, tapping into, you know, what they can do for others, especially if you have that much power. Because we see it with um, even more public figures. What? I feel like, what, Beyonce with lgbtq plus community yes just with the album alone bringing attention to the house music genre um bringing it back um in a way and really advocating for those in the lgbtq plus community that want to just live their lives and just enjoy their life and their partners and just have fun so i feel like she definitely did that with just the album alone and also the work that she does um and so many other people too but i think beyonce's was bringing more just appreciation to the group of people more than it was advocating for they should be accepted to i versus kim kardashian i feel like she's bringing awareness and she's also taking action and she's having people taking action too you know what i'm saying so i commend beyonce for what she did for sure but i don't know if i would say it was necessarily a call to action like kim kardashian's was you get what i'm saying i see what you mean yeah but i do feel like in a way it was a call to action because she did reference her uncle johnny who was going through stuff and yeah i would say that it was more appreciation maybe but i feel like it was i feel like it was like a step further because yeah it, it kind of like propelled like low-key a little like a small movement in a way where um you know, people were in those stadiums out and proud and just enjoying themselves. But I do see what you're saying with how Kim was more, like, hands-on with it. Yeah. I but both of them still did yeah. still more than nothing. Mm-hmm. So I commend both of them for sure. All right, y'all. We are going to go to our break. This was a really good conversation about an issue that really needs to be talked about more, honestly. But we will be back soon with some news about P. Diddy. So, guys, don't go anywhere. I'm Randy Lane with Corey Parker and Jay Matthews II, and we will be right back. Dang. And welcome back to Wake Up Call. I'm Randy Lane here. I'm Corey I'm sorry, Corey. And Jay Matthews is second. Y'all, we getting hyped today on this Thursday. We were. We were talking about taking turmeric and ginger shots. Mm-hmm. I had to emphasize the turmeric and ginger yeah. because, like, you know, we're underage, so I don't want people to think. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not for long, for someone. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Once midnight hits tonight, you know where Jay will be. Yeah, it's In rap. my room. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we believe you. In my room, <laughs> relaxing. Relaxing, oh taking in the taking March in the, 1st vibes. Not even the March 1st, the 21 vibes. The 21 vibes? The 21, 21 vibes. vibes. What are the... Since I'm a real adult at 21. Yeah. Not yeah. a real, real adult, but a real, real adult. adult. I'm glad he knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you turn 21, you're only going to be a real adult. 
I'm I'm still a child, y'all. Guys, I'm not even saying I'm an adult. It, when was your golden birthday? What's that mean? You're turning your eight, like you're turning the same age as your birthday date. Twenty one. So you're on the twenty first too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah. So our golden birthdays will be our twenty first birthdays. Oh yeah, it will be. You'll be turning twenty one on the twenty first. Every you year is my golden year. No, your golden year was when you were one. That's kind of that's early. Oh dang! You didn't even know. Every year is my golden year. Won't I be twenty one? How does that feel? That doesn't count. Well, as a one year old being my golden year. How does it feel to never have a golden year that you're actually gonna remember? You know, every year is my golden year. (laughs) Eighteen, nineteen, twenty, now twenty one. I don't know. How do y'all feel about the odd years? I don't like the odd years like that. Uh, Except twenty one. Give me another day to prepare. Thirteen. Like thirteen. Because like now I'm officially a teenager. I was so excited. Mm, I hated it. I still yeah, felt I hated, as well. Yeah. What yeah. age can't you wait to reach? 30. You can't wait to reach. Yeah. A hundred. Thirty. <laughs> said hundred. What age do you? I really want to reach forty. Like I can't wait until I reach forty. The real everyone on the real talks about how that's like you're like the sexy year. Mm. I'm like okay, because like at that point you've experienced life. You have your kids. You're settled down. You're really like an adult. It's giving like red wine era. Hmm. You know, like sitting I with the girls with for that. a nice brunch in our like nice chic outfits, looking like baddies in our bags financially, family wise, like everything career wise. We're just in our bag. That's we're in a Valencia life. bag. Yes. And we're just chilling classily. You know, we're living our lives. Oh, that sounds amazing. Classily? Like I made a four. <laughs> It's a good word. It, it, it applies. It applies. It, it might applies. not be a real word, but it makes sense. Oh, geez, Corey. Now I'm going to be daydreaming about that. But listen. like Yeah, 100 years old. Mm, so I we're, love it. If you live that long. I'm going to live that long. I don't know. I'm trying to go to like 120. I don't 120. know. Black people be, they be. I'm a different breed. <laughs> different breed. It's no. like 75. I'm just kidding. Yo. <laughs> JK, JK, JK. You'll get, a, you'll get to 100. You'll get to 100. No, but 2020, 22 years from now. I'll be 40. So 21 years for you, you'll be 40. If you don't enjoy this college No, life. but 40, I'm telling you, like that, by 40, I plan to have my nice, luxurious house, my two BMWs, and my Cadillac, my Portuguese water dog dog, my nice husband, my three kids, my three two years. sons, and my one girl, living my life as a talk show host. It, are your parents... Mr. and Mrs. Parker, y'all, y'all hear this? Mm-hmm. Y'all hear this? You have a whole, pl- you have a whole vision board. Got a whole yeah, vision they board. They know about this. My brother and I, when we would get in the car and drive, we'd literally talk. We'd have something called Future Talk. We just plan the future. We're hosting Thanksgiving. I was hosting Thanksgiving. The whole family, like this, is how luxurious my house will be. My whole family can stay. That's the like, goal. Stay for like the like. Stay I mean, for I'm the week. Break, yeah. But, like, the yeah, they'll stay with me. My parents will come. My parents already said they're moving in with me and my brother. Oh wow! So they're gonna have their room. My kid, all the kids will be in the kids' rooms. My brother and his wife, um, my husband's family. You know, all excuse my together. language. As long as I get the hell out of here, I'm good. <laughs> okay. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all, y'all, we gotta take it. We gotta take it back to um, what's going on with P Diddy? Ooh, Ooh. did he do it? Did he not? Ooh. Did he do it? Ooh, I hope y'all. that's good. Nah, that's a rap song. Somebody actually put that. about Diddy. <laughs> yeah. Wait, actually. Um, do y'all know who Skills is? Nope. Skills would always have his um end of the year song. And he yeah. talked about remember the Diddy case with Cassie and all that and all that going on. And he said, Did he do it? Did he not? Did he do it? He was trying to say like Diddy, but it's like, oh, Did he do it? Did he not? Yeah. Okay, okay, I see what he's doing. 
But, y'all, there's another victim in this mix. So, he's making headlines again for another alleged sexual assault, but this time by a male music producer. Um, another victim has come out to mm. speak about the sexual misconduct event that happened to between him and Diddy. Um, the music mogul is being accused of sexual assault and sexual harassment and grooming. So Rodney Lil Rod Jones, a former producer and videographer for Combs, filed his civil complaint in New York federal court on Monday. He states he worked for and traveled with P. Diddy between 2022 and 2023 while collaborating with Diddy on his most recent album, Love. Among the other allegations, Jones claims that Diddy did not compensate him for his music producing work and forced him to procure and interact with sex workers, threatened him, and served him alcoholic beverages laced with drugs mm. to guests and parties at his homes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot. And then on top of that, it seems to be a family affair because Diddy's son, Justin Combs, is also being accused of soliciting prostitutes and underage girls to attend his father's different parties. Dang. And this all happened this week. This week? Like on Monday. Like, this came out. This, this came week. out. This came out Monday. This came out. Like, this week. Man, what the heck is going on? Because oh, yeah. my thing with Diddy, it's not even I dislike dislike the guy. What he's done is, throughout his career has been great. Justin Combs, he up and coming. He's young. He's getting up there. All these reports that are coming out, this is insanity. Like, I, I see, like, I can see this actually happening because that Cassie, that Cassie lawsuit was quickly settled. And then also this. We have heard over the years what Diddy has done. Diddy has done this. He has done that. He's took he's taken money from the group B5. So, a lot of things have happened with Diddy over and over and over again. Do I believe he did all these things? Absolutely. Well, not all of them, but most of them he's done. Because there's no way a different person is saying the same thing over and over and over and over again. So, therefore, do I believe Diddy did, like, most of this? Absolutely, because there's no way a bunch of people are going to say the same thing. Like, come mm-hmm. on now. Come on. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I just, this is just. It's crazy, bro. It, it, I have no words because the fact that this, like, more stuff is coming out more and more each day. Did he do it? Did he not? I, <laughs> so, do y'all believe, so, do y'all believe that Diddy did everything he is being accused of? And it's a lot. I mean, personally, I don't know. Because I feel like. When you are receiving so many accusations like this, it's easy to just hop on the bandwagon, you know, and say, yeah, he did this to me, too, even though he may not have actually done it. Um, But at the same time, I don't think people would also be coming out just for kicks and giggles if it didn't really happen. Yeah. Um, So maybe, dude, I don't know. That's just so crazy to me. Like, Mm -hmm. ah, Mm -hmm. like that's I honestly I feel bad for all the victims and everything, but I also really feel bad for his daughter. Like yeah. your dad, the twins. Yes, he has another daughter too. Oh, really? Chance. Yeah, love, love. I thought it was Chance. It's not Chance. Chance is, I think, the twin. That's the no, twin. No, Chance is Chance is the daughter, right? The other one, not the twin. He has a lot of kids. He has Jesse a lot. James, Who? Justin right. King, Chance, Delilah, Chance. and Jesse. So why he calls? Anyways, hold on. It might it might be Chance. It really might be Chance. It's Chance. It's, it's Chance. chance. Yeah. Oh, and she's a little. Oh no, she's not little. She's our. She's my age. Okay, she's, she's eighteen. Yeah. Oh, wow. Why did I think that we were so Yeah, because I'm thinking this one of the twins, right? No, no, no. That's, she was born in 2006. That's his other daughter. Durs. 
Yeah, because he got twins. Don't forget. He has twins and he has the other daughter. Oh, okay, 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 and cool. And then he has the, the sons and then he has a stepson, Quincy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for them. Yeah. Like, that's actually so embarrassing. Like, yeah. actually. No, it's yeah. It's terrible. Can you imagine? I don't know what I would do. Mm-mm. And that kind of goes with, like, having a parent who's in the spotlight. It does, but, like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's why parents, when you're in the spotlight like this, you have to be a good role model. Because, not o- yes, your kids shouldn't embarrass you by doing crazy things, mm-hmm. but you also shouldn't be embarrassing them. Yeah. Like, if I was one of those kids, I think I'd be traumatized to go to school. Because kids are mean. They're probably there, like, oh, your daddy's this. Like, please. Please. I can't say what I would have done. But um, most of this, most of this has to be correct. Most of this has to be correct. Because... It's well documented that Diddy does these things. Like, it's really well documented that Diddy does these things. He will take money. He will do these type of actions. It is well documented. I'm not trying to bash. I'm not trying to say nothing crazy, nothing wild. But all I'm saying is that it's factual evidence that you have done most of the things that they are talking about. And this is just what? um the the I just mentioned it, Cassie, and then the travel with the son. Don't forget, he's done more stuff like that in the past. So let's not just think about what's been going on recently. That's a history of what he's been doing. Now, history, I'm not saying it came out to bite you, but you're doing, you're, you keep doing it over and over. Money and the power. When you have money and the power to do whatever you want, you're going to do whatever you want to conceive everyone, to make sure that everyone, you know, listens to your rules and play by your rules. That's not happening, though. So it's like... I believe what they're saying. I believe what they're saying that he's done all these things. Not all of it, just most of it, though. But what does he have to do? Be humble. Get humble some type of way. I don't know what it's going to be, but get humble. Okay, so more is coming out about Diddy being abusive as well with past girlfriends and <laughs> the late mother of his children, Kim Porter. So I wouldn't be surprised Yeah. at all, mm-hmm. which is so sad. Mm-hmm. And then people are saying they've been saying this since she passed away, but that her the circumstances around her death are a little mysterious. I saw that I was on TikTok, on conspiracy TikTok for like a solid two days, maybe even a day mm-hmm. or a few hours, and they were talking about Whitney Houston's death. They were talking mm. about Kim Porter's death. Yeah. Like there were so many conspiracy theories surrounded around all of them. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but conspiracy theories are a little scary, man. They are scary. Like, bro. It's so easy to, like, just... Because most of them are just about fear-mongering, in my opinion. And it's, like, getting people scared about certain things that it's just, like, no, you don't need to. Didn't Kim Porter die uh, due to a heart attack or cancer? Or was it neither? I don't think it was either of those. I don't think people they ever... They, I don't think they ever officially said it. They said it was just, like, a long-term illness that she had. Okay, okay, got you. I was, like, I, I figured it was, like, a cancer illness, something like that. It was something like that while she passed away. But yeah, all these conspiracy theories about how celebrities passed away. The Whitney one, I... Mm. Whitney, Whitney, sadly, I feel like she just she just had an overdose. Like, that's it. But people think <sighs> that people... Apparently... Unfortunately. Before that, she interrupted some celebrities' interview and gave them a paper. Mm-hmm. And on the paper, it said something. It was all over TikTok. Mm. Is this, like, accredited? I remember I somebody know. saying that though. I remember yeah, somebody and saying the that. interview. Yeah, and then she also said something about like drowning in water, and then the next that night she drowned in the water, in her mm-hmm. tub. Unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's sad. Yeah. Um, but with with Diddy, it's just like all these things are coming out from these people who we've known for so long, 
Um, I don't know. Do you think? Uh, do you think they'll like cancel him? They're not doing that. They're not. People don't stay canceled, bro. They don't. I feel like some <laughs> people he, do stay canceled. He has too much power. That's the thing. He has too much power for him to get canceled, right? So he just has too much power to get canceled. He has too much money to get canceled. He can get away with anything. Does somebody need to have a talk with him? Maybe. But it's like he's not going to – nobody's going to cancel him. He has too much power, too much money, whatever – he too much power, too much money. Whatever he says, they'll go. So it's like – they're not gonna cancel him. They're not gonna cancel him. So Who do you think has stayed canceled? I feel like Kanye for sure has stayed canceled, but he for the most how? Part, I feel like Kanye has definitely stayed like a little bit has stayed canceled more than others. I want to say. What did Kanye do? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what he did. Are you talking about that rant with the whole president's thing? That that it was more. I feel like that, that was like the start. It was it was more uh, than beginning that. of the end. Like, right. Like it, it was more than like a lot. Talking bad that. on the Kardashians. Uh, okay, hold on. Okay. Yeah. No. Like a whole like. No, 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 no. That stuff with his. Nah. Didn't he call black people slaves? That, but then it, yeah, yeah. He he did a lot, a lot of offensive like, a lot of offensive speech. I'll I'll say this. Let let me just talk, let me just say this with uh Corey. Number one, I disagree with that, the Kardashians thing, because they have, because Kim Kardashian went on Saturday Night Live and talked about, I didn't like them because of his personality. Do you realize Kanye West has a mental disorder? Do y'all realize that? I don't think pe- I don't think people realize that. But, okay, but that or not, if she, if he treated her a certain way because of it, still doesn't make it right. Yeah, she's valid. She, like, that's still feelings. valid in her feelings, yeah. because if you have a mental illness or not, and you're treating me terribly? Like th- that's not right to me. He gave her own he gave her ownership to like three of his companies. He gave her ownership to three of his companies. That doesn't like negate the fact that he yeah. treated her badly though. It's more than like that. that's like saying just because you give me money, you can still be rude and bully me. Like that's not how I'm hey, I'm happy you gave me the money, <laughs> but like I still don't appreciate being treated this way. Did Kim say something about that? Like she talked they talked about it. Like how he, what he would say and stuff like that. What she say? You have to look that up. No, 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 no. I want to hear from you. What did she say? No, I'm being serious. You'd have to look it up because I don't want to say not exactly what she said. Let me yeah. see. But she def- I think they definitely spoke on it. And then, like, he would make these statements saying, like, you're hiding my kids from me. But, like, if he wasn't, he in, the, but if he wasn't in the right state or she doesn't feel he was in the right state, I would hide my kids, too. Look at Northwest. Look at what's going on with her. And she's a bad. She's disrespectful. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Because it's like. Here's the thing, right? And th- and this happens sometimes when parents separate when they divorce, you know. They'll probably go with one or the other. Here's the thing with Northwest, right? There's no way you're ripping up uh couches and 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 pillowcases and all that for no reason. She wants to be around her father, and the simple fact that she cannot be around her father, that's just a detriment to Kim. I'm not saying Kim Kardashian's a bad person. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is this. I think Kanye's a I think Kanye's a good guy. He is. But are, are there some issues? Yeah. Respectfully, there are some issues. But still, though, it's not hiding the kids. The kids want to be with him. It's her. Like, you're not going, you're not, and we talked about this, what, Tuesday about black fathers? Like, you're not going to let your child see their own father? And then when she's with her father, y'all see she's happy. She's outgoing, you know. She smiled. She was just, she just made a whole song. So it's like, nah, nah, the narrative, nah, 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 nah. But I think Kim is thinking for, like, the well future and well-being of her kids. You know, like, she sees the current state of Kanye, and she probably doesn't want that to be instilled in her kids. So I respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, you said something else about, um, I forgot what else you said. But, yeah, I think Kim, 
I understand North may be being reckless in the room and whatever, tearing up couches because she wants to be with her father. That's still not acceptable behavior. Like, whether you want to be with your father or not, that's just that's still not acceptable. And then not even just North. Look at the rest of the kids. You got one kid putting the middle finger at the part at the uh on camera and whatnot, and then you around the mother. So it's like if you're primarily living with one parent, you're either gonna follow their type rules or do something like they would do. Now, when they were Kanye, it's probably something different. But still though, like, no, nah, let's let's not do that. Let's not do that. It's T. It is T. It's a, this could be a whole nother like segment on its own, to be honest. Yeah, talk about this. We should. But right now we are at our break. We're running out of time. Um, we'll be back soon with some an interview, actually. I'm Randy Lane here with Jay Matthews, Jay Matthews II and Corey Parker, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone, to WHIP Radio's Wake Up Call. I'm your host, Corey Parker, here with the one and only Rachel, L- whoa, Randy Lane and Jay Matthews II. And we are back on air. But, y'all, it's time for Who is Awake with us. And today we have something a little bit different. We actually had the pleasure and honor of receiving some footage from an interview with Michael J. Woodard, who is an American singer and voice actor. He actually made it to the top five on the 16th season of American Idol before sadly being eliminated. And he also played the voice of Arlo in the film called Arlo the Alligator Boy. Um, which also had a follow-up series as well. So with that being said, guys, let's get ready to chill and listen to this amazing interview that we were able to receive from the one and only Michael J. Woodard. Uh, Michael J. Woodard is a singer, songwriter, and producer hailing from Philly. Come on. Um, he, was a, he was a contestant in season 16 of American Idol, where he caught the eye, eye and ear of judge and megastar Katy Perry. He finished in the top five of that season and was soon signed to Katie's Capitol Records and Print Unsub Records. What it flips the idea of pop inside out in thrilling ways, even as grappling with complex emotions. And the seven tracks on his debut EP, MJW1, shows it all. He's worked with heavy hitters in the writing and production scene, from Suburban Plaza to Social House, from Fantasy and Gold Space. And we are so excited to speak with Michael today and hear more about this EP and get to know a little bit more about him. So, Michael, go ahead and say hi. Oh, my gosh. What an amazing introduction that was, Clea. I loved it. Every minute of it. Hi, everybody. My name is Michael J. Woodard. I'm from Philadelphia. I'm joking. But I am from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. But, yes, nice to see you guys. I'm so happy you're here. And I can't wait to answer some questions. Yes, Philly's in here deep. We love that. Oh, yes, we love that. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to just jump right in, guys. Um, Our first question will be from Angel. All the sweet love. Thank you. Hey, what's up, guys? It's your girl, Angel Marie, from All of the Above Podcast. Hi, Michael. How are you? Hi, Angel. Oh, I'm so well. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Well, first and foremost, oh, congratulations on all of your success. And oh, Angel, thank you so much. You, I'm actually Meredith Class yeah. of 07, so I witnessed your progression in the industry firsthand. So I'm, I want to say I'm proud of where you are today. Thank you so much. You know what? I didn't think that I would have a moment this early on in this where I would be like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to tell my mom. 
I can't wait to tell my mom. That is iconic. That's <laughs> iconic. Angel, is, I'm so glad you're here. Um, my first ever. Yes, yes. I'm I'm so excited. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> well, my first question about your time on American Idol. So how did your time on American Idol and your mentorship with the judges help shape who you are as a music artist yeah. and entertainer today? Yeah, I mean, I always say that uh, uh, the American Idol experience is something that you really can't buy. You know, it really gives you a kind of like a simulation of what the industry is like before really entering into it. So it's something that I'm super grateful for. It really gives you a well-rounded experience where you're able to uh, uh, pull from the things that it gives you, whether it's tour or whether it's the aspect of performing in front of millions before there is pressure to achieve any commercial success. So I think a lot of it, if not all of it, has really um, given me so many things that I continue to integrate into the career path that I'm on today you know I'm really grateful for that experience yeah oh I love yeah. that and being a Philly native mm. how has growing up in Philly helped influence your music and artistic identity oh my goodness well well first I want to say Philly and the church culture is huge it's probably one of the most prominent cultures in Philly which I'm I'm lucky to have experienced and, and have grown up in that um, um, culture. So I will definitely say um, just growing up in Philly and kind of like being raised in the church has was the first thing that kind of really developed the ear when it came to what I came to enjoy with music and kind of what taught me how to harmonize and what taught me how to really put emotion into what I'm doing. So um, just things like that and also the community that's in Philly as well. I feel like everybody knows somebody that knows them if, if you get what i'm saying it, it's huge but, but it's it's super duper small so being able to have that community whether it's in school or in church in school is another uh thing that kind of supported me when i first started um it are really the key components of what makes philly such a huge part of my life and career but it really did kind of set the path for me early on where i knew what i wanted to do immediately you know whether it was from church or school so philly is it's everything it's it's talked about to be for sure hey yeah. i know that's right and my last you question know? in what ways do you think your ep mjw1 represents your growth and evolution as an artist yeah i mean listen what you're hearing is what i've been doing for the past three years of being signed to cadence so i felt like it was very important putting out a project that not only tells you where i am now but has told you where is telling you where I was you know I wanted to make sure my listeners and my followers got an opportunity to grow with me and I, I could have you know put songs out that I made yesterday or, or last night but I just felt like I wanted people to see where I started from and let that be a, a kind of glimpse into where we're going in the future and luckily what I had created these past few years of being signed to Katie was great enough to me to be able to share with the world um so yeah if that answers the question you know I, I think that would that would be my answer angel but as i continue to talk i kind of got lost a little bit but you know yeah you yeah I, I think that answered it yeah thank you well, that's all my questions for today congratulations again and thank keep you. flourishing thank you angel and i cannot wait to tell my mom that my first ever uh, a press conference was a philly native that went to my school
I have to tell Mr. Cooperstein. <laughs> Not Mr. Cooperstein. Oh, oh, Angel. Now you really, you really doing it now, Angel. I cannot wait. Oh, we love Mr. Cooperstein. Oh, yes. Yes. I absolutely love the Philly energy. Um, shout out to Philly people. I'm not from Philly, but I go to Temple, so I absolutely okay, love the Temple, the Philly Temple yes, universe. Yeah. Um, okay, North so Philly. Yes. Yes. Okay. While we're still in Philly, um, we're gonna shift to the Bard vlog. So Jordan, yes. are you here? You can go off mute. Hi. How are you guys doing? Hi, Jordan. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm so glad there's more than just one Philly person here. So like the energy is great. <laughs> Wait, um, you have an accent. The accent. You're from Philly. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. Um, Come on. So I have a, just a few questions. Um, my first question is: yeah. being a Philly native, a city with such a rich musical history, uh, did that play yeah. a role in you choosing music as your career path? And if so, could you speak on those influences? Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. Kind of like what I what I said in in the last round of questions from Angel. You know, growing up in Philly really developed me from an early age when it came to what my ear was, when it came to my taste and the soulfulness that you hear in my music mm -hmm. today. It was developed through the church, you know, really, and and letting that be the first kind of like avenue that I had when it came to creative expression. You know, and and the culture there with community, uh, whether church or or, or school you know, all those things really play a part into my identity today. Like uh, um, my school in the church, my school more so kind of introduced me to the stage and kind of what it was like being able to put a performance on for people. Like I remember the Christmas pageants and like, mm -hmm. uh, 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 you know, the springtime pageants where I'm singing like Tevin Campbell, like um, not Can We Talk? I was I was like eight. <laughs> but, um, you know, he had this one song. I I think it was like light a little candle or something like that, or maybe that wasn't it, but I do remember doing a rendition of one of his songs, but it kind of just introduced me to what, you know, being in front of a crowd was. I think I had developed the love for music beforehand, but it was my first introduction to what entertaining was, you know what I mean? Um, so definitely growing up in Philly, a lot of the things that I've learned early on is are integrated in, in me today and what you guys hear from me today. Yeah. Okay. And uh, my second yeah. question is, I really enjoyed your single Ruins, uh, as well as the music video. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. No, no problem. The suitcases or like baggage seem to be the focal point for majority of the shots in the music video. I wonder if you could speak mm -hmm. to the meaning behind the song and also the video. Yeah, Ruin is, is that special record that kind of allows me, not kind of, it really allows me to be vulnerable. And I think mm -hmm some of the other records on my project they're vulnerable as well but i think ruined is so stripped back to the point where you don't hear a lot of uh vocal production and things like that it's just me and like the raw emotion of what i'm feeling at that moment so that record is really really special to me um in that way and then i think you know the story when it came to putting the treatment for the music video together the story kind of wrote itself and i think i didn't mm. want to stray i wanted to be creative you know, and be able to give you guys something that was visually pleasing just as much as the song is pleasing to your ears. I want it to be pleasing, pleasing visually, but I didn't want to do too much where it takes away focus from the song. So I just took key elements and, and key lyrics and kind of transformed that into what 
it communicated to me visually. So we took the line where it says, um, uh, 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 I was up with you, uh, 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 I'm a mess enough. Oh yeah, we got, we got, uh, not damage. What is that lyric at the end? You know, the lyric where I do say baggage. I pulled mm. from that and I wanted to do like a creative spin on it. So we decided to like get suitcases and kind of let that be the, I guess, love interest in a way where you do see me being uh, in my head, you know, and took a detour through my thoughts where you see me thinking mm-hmm. and being very much in my head, but at the same time, having a re- representation of what my past relationships were like, were the idea of the suitcases. So yeah, I try my best to not do too much, but do just enough to get it across. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for your yeah. time. Oh, thank you, Jordan. While we're still on the topic of inspiration, I'm so excited to bring up another Jordan um, from The Honey Pop, who's going to talk a little bit about more of your songs and your album and just like where it comes from. So Jordan from Honey Pop, if you're here, I welcome you. Bringing that Jordan. Are you from Philly too? I'm I'm not. I I am ruining the streak. Um, I have been to Philly, um, but I am actually so that's that's where I come okay, from. Okay, love that. Been to Chicago, amazing. Yes, yes. Um, but awesome. Uh, it's great to be here. And again, congratulations mm-hmm. on the EP. It is Thank incredible. Um, Thank you so, so much. So my first question is, you know, how has it felt putting your hard work out into the world? And was there any song from the project that you were a little nervous to share? Uh, I know right away. I know what it is right away. Okay, well, Jordan, first, it feels like a relief. It feels like a relief. It feels like all the hard work has paid off. As, as cliche as that may sound, I think the reason why you do hear people say is all the hard work pays off is because there is a lot of hard work that goes into putting a project together. And I think when you finally get a chance to put it out, hopefully, when you do get a chance to put those types that work out, it really is a relief, like all that hard work finally paid off. So it just feels good to finally share it with the people that have been supporting me, share it with my my supporters and fans. Like it just feels really good to now have my baby be their baby, you know. Um, and then the song I was most nervous for was 24 Hours. Um, I think 24 Hours because when you hear it, it doesn't sound as current. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, As a lot of the other songs that are out right now, um, you know, which was on purpose. I think when I walked into the studio that day, I knew that I wanted to make something that was reminiscent of the early 2010s. Like the era where we had, where the dream was like the the person that was writing half the soundtrack on the radio and Esther Dean and, you know, uh, James Fauntleroy and Dwayne Whitmore, like those just songwriters that wrote the time. Um, So I knew that it would be a risk. But it was for me, for me, to you guys, and hopefully everybody likes it, you know, so yeah. No, that is, that's awesome, and I will say I like it, and maybe it's because I don't know how old everybody else is, but I am a millennial, Um, and so I was, you know, a teenager going to college in the early 2000s, 2010, so it definitely took me back a little bit. I'm dating myself. Good. (laughs) No, don't. Okay, you're not. Thank yeah. you. Um, but another song that I really liked on the EP was Face, and I know that also, you know, holds a special oh. place in your heart. 
Um, you know, I really think that you know, talking about that struggle to find the words to verbalize how you feel is something that a lot of people can relate to. Um, yes. So, you know, do you ever find trouble or have trouble finding the words, whether that's in life or in songwriting? And yes. how do you overcome those difficulties? I think the beauty about Faith, and Jordan, thank you so much for, for loving that record. Um, the beauty about Faith is that it wasn't so much in general having trouble of finding the words. It was having trouble finding the words when it comes to a specific person. And I think that is what really struck me with when writing it, like that is the specialty and that's kind of like the ding and the magic the subject matter has because it puts it in this very uh, uh, intimate space, right? Because you're sharing this with somebody that you really do love or like, but you you just cannot communicate that to them. So I think that really struck a chord and struck a chord in a lot of people's hearts. Hopefully it does. Um, but that's what strikes a chord chord in my heart. So I wouldn't say that I have trouble. Y'all probably can tell interviewing me that I probably don't have trouble expressing the way that I feel verbally. But there are times when you do run across a person that kind of has you tongue tied, and you're like, I, I got that kind of just you know like that. So I think being able to write that and express that in the record and kind of have instances where the the lyrics don't really make sense. Like all of that was on purpose to kind of communicate the story. Like when you hear were lines like my IV, I've tried things like incomplete sentences. It was to uh, uh, represent the difficulty in showing or telling somebody that how you feel about them. So yeah, I don't think I have trouble in general. But there is probably somebody that I that I will have trouble with. Yeah. Totally get that. Totally get that. I'm a talker yeah. too. I'm a, I blame it on being a Gemini, but you know. I mean, look at what you do. You have to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. Um, I won't take too much of your time. I have one last question. Um, another kind of speaking to the visuals also that you have. We've talked a little bit about your music videos, um, and I think that they are just incredible as well. Uh, so what is kind of the process of bringing those videos to life? Like, how do you make them what they are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I never really would have thought, um, you know, making music videos was something that I just live for, you know, because I think a lot of people can imagine that it can be like a stressful experience if you don't love it. Um, Cause there are a lot of aspects, but I remember when I did my first music video, um, like, of course, I had did things with, like my older cousin, you know, where we're like filming in my backyard or, and things like that. But when it comes to like a huge set and a huge production, my first music video, Why You Texting Me in 2021, I fell in love with it. I just fell in love with the process, um, writing the treatments um, and being able to build it, you know, from from pretty, practically nothing. You know, it's something that I really, really do enjoy. Um, I am hands-on in that way with all my music videos from Trouble to Face to uh, Hopeful, you know, really from the beginning, writing the treatment and um, really building it with the director. A couple times, like, I was like, why am I not, you know, listed as co-director on some of these things? Because I'm really like, you know, make sure you get this angle. Take the camera over here. Do Where are all the suitcases? What color are the suitcases? You know, so um, I'm very hands-on in that way. And it's just really important that you give an added uh, embellishment or an added cherry on top to every record that you put out. So luckily my label supports me in that way. 
Well, you guys, that concludes our interview with Michael J. Woodward. I hope you guys learned a lot from him. I know we definitely did. It was awesome to be able to receive this um, little recorded interview with him. If you guys loved the interview and you want to learn more about him, make sure you guys head on over to his social media platforms and his YouTube to really see and hear what this man is all about. He's really doing some amazing and wonderful things, so you don't want to miss it at all. Um, and like I said, if you want to keep up with him on Instagram, his Instagram is Michael J. Woodard. So Michael J. and then Woodard, which is spelled Wood, A-R-D. Um, now, guys, it is time for our campus conversations. But as you guys know, this week is really about giving back and just talking about talking about blackness it's black history month it's the last week of black history month so we really just want to dive in to that so miss randy lane do you want to inform our listeners about what we're talking about today yes so today for campus conversations we will be talking about music i feel like we should talk about the music that we listen to especially as young black individuals um and on temple's campus since we have like a very musical campus so, um, the first one you had was yeah. picking one song for every part of your personality. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. I feel like since we have so many different facets of ourselves, pick a song that matches every part of you. So mm. maybe like maybe like five songs that match different parts of who you are. What? No. <laughs> okay. So, for me, okay. Five. I think for. Me, okay, it's gonna be maybe like Look at God, Corn Hawthorne. I would say Queen Nigel, Word of Affirmations, mm -hmm. Jasmine Sullivan, Pick up your Girl feelings. Like Me, Don't like that. Um, Beyonce, Energy. Oh. I love that song. <laughs> um, what else? Ah, uh, um, I feel like I need a like vibey song maybe a song by brandy maybe i don't know Ooh, yeah i love myself some brandy i love brandy all right so me these are gonna be like most uzi songs you know all y'all talk about you know philly this philly that all right bet i got uzi for y'all all right number one the way life goes life is life you know what i mean life is life uh do what i want because i do whatever i want you feel me that's my little uzi woke up like this you know, that's another song. Keep going. Also, uh, who else? I like Find Your Love from Drake. Mm. That was a fire song. You know, the music video was fire too. And then you said another song. You said like one more song. Mm, I'm going to go Country Soul by Willie Jones. Okay. Ooh, I I'm forgot going. about the country. Okay. I bet you did. Shoot. <laughs> What country song would you add then? Something we know. By King George. Exactly. Why did I why rolling. What? Mm, mm. This train gonna keep on. Willie Jones better. You know. I don't even know who that is. I don't even know who. Well, I know who that is. I don't know who that is. I don't know. What, Willie Jones? Yeah, I don't know who that He's is. He's a black country music artist. That was King George. You should listen to him. <laughs> you should listen to Willie Jones. King George. Willie Jones. How about you, Randy? Fight, fight, fight. Oh. <laughs> 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 a little <Never>. instigator. <laughs> Um, I would have to say, and with my playlist right now, I would have to say to Zion, what, yeah, to Zion, um, Lauren Hill, definitely a part of my personality. Um, I want to say The Way, Jill Scott. 
I'll say that. Oh, you about to say Ariana Grande? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but like, don't hate on Ariana. Yeah, that was no. a good song. That was a good I song. Nah, that was a good song. Hold up, press play by Nicki Minaj featuring Future. What is that? Press play. Press. I can't really say. I don't word. know. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's a good song. You gotta get us hit, Randy. I, you gotta, yeah. You can listen to it. It's a good song. Just it didn't just come out. Come out. It came out like a few weeks ago. But I would say press play. I feel like that goes with like my my wild side, my goofy side. She said her wild side. I, come on, guys. See you guys like, I'm so weird. Trust me. <laughs> she said my wild side. I, I don't, ah. <laughs> stop. No. Don't. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm crying. Stop recording. Um, no, just for my goofy side. But like. <laughs> For my really goofy side, I would have to say, um, for my goofy side, <laughs> for my goofy side, I would have to say, uh, maybe a Tyler song. I want to say that, like Tyler the Creator. Yeah, of course, a Tyler song, something like that. Honestly, any song will do. And then I don't know, for my chill vibes, I would say um, something by Brent. You listen to Yonkers with uh, Tyler the Creator? I did listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus called. No, I'm not saying the word. What? <laughs> nah, that, bro, this is like the second verse of the song. <laughs> when he was like, Jesus called, and I, I can't say the words, though. I can't say the okay, words. Okay, okay. We'll talk about it later. Talk about it later, then. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I feel like we should talk about, you know, just music today. Like, what has been, like, your favorite project in the last 12 months that, like, you listen to religiously or that you, like, you really like? Musically? Yeah, like what project? Like what album, what EP you talking about? Mm. <sighs> the past 12 months. You said the past 12 months. I feel like mine stays the same, and I feel like I say it all the time. I've really been listening. Actually, you said which album. Mm-hmm. I, don't know if, I don't know if I necessarily listen to an album as much as I just listen to songs that pique my interest. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me, let me pull up my Spotify. Hold on. While she do that, um, that I've been listening to for the last month, it is an album by Little Baby. Um, as y'all know, you know I rocks with Little Baby, Little Baby, my guy. That's your um, cousin. Didn't you tell the people that that's your cousin? Who, Little Baby? Yeah, you never told the people that's your cousin. That's not my yes, cousin. Yes, it is. Y'all suck. That was <laughs> supposed to be a little joke, and no one fo- came like followed through. What does that mean? I don't understand. What's the joke? That they're related, but they're not. So that's just lying. It was we were gonna tell them that was a joke. Oh, but y'all ruined it. So wait, no, guys, Jay's related to little baby. No, 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 it's over now. <laughs> yeah, you ruined the joke. It's over now. Okay. But um, he had it was actually on my turn. It was on the deluxe. Um, he had forever by with him and Friday. Um, he also had California Breeze in a minute like that. Like he been writing some dope songs. I want to see him come back and perform. And do his thing, but whatever he doing right now is whatever he doing right now. He on BMF acting right now, so little baby, yeah, little baby's on BMF. Yes. What, what character does he play? What is BMF? Black Mafia family. You know little Meech, right? You know Big Meech. He, she don't know Big Meech. You know Big Meech. You know little Meech, the one that's with Summer Walker. They rip, they're together again. I, I have no clue. Oh yeah, I know who this is. Okay, so little Meech, his father Big Meech was actually in a mafia, and they got a whole like. Oh. Yeah, they got the a whole first, story like, about black that. Black mafia family. Yeah, and his son playing. Honestly, See. I know this is controversial, but I support it. I don't like. Well, BMF. The first black mafia. Fa- you can't even lie. That's like that's pretty big. No, them is snowfall. Them is snowfall. Yeah, yeah. I heard about Ooh. snowfall. 
<laughs> Teach your man how to squabble. <laughs> no, but I don't even listen to albums. Like, I just listen to songs. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally am looking through my playlist. I don't have a single album. Like, the only album I have, it's in my playlist mm-hmm. with a bunch of other songs. Okay. And I'll be in a loop. Huh? Nah, that's, that's a little baby said. And what is in it? In that album, or in that playlist, it's Kirk Franklin's Shit. album with Maverick City. And it's... Israel Houghton and New Breed's album. Like, what was it? Something Volume 2. This man is so extra. He I really cannot. is. I'm like, I'm trying to listen to you, Corey. I couldn't take it seriously. Okay, little intermission. During the break, we went to go to, like, this juice spot on campus in this building. Mm-hmm. And we got turmeric and ginger shots with orange as well, actually. Jay's face, y'all need to head on over to my Instagram. I posted it. And his face looked like a baby when they first eat peas for the first time. And this man literally took a sip and threw it out just now. Yeah. I'm not going to say who it is, but um, keep, just keep doing y'all thing as a bagel uh, smoothie organization. I could say more, but. No, no, no. Please don't. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was pretty good. It was very good. Just I didn't like the ginger. Ginger really, I don't know, didn't really add anything for me. But the orange and the turmeric. Oh, it added something. <laughs> it added something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Added flavor. <laughs> flavor. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, Korea, I understand. I didn't just until up until like now started listening to like full albums like from beginning to end because you know how like I don't know if you remember Adele saying um how people really don't listen to albums Hello? um or even Beyonce Adele. Yeah, hello. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, or even. Can be- you hear me? No. I, forgot I was wondering that. if after all <laughs> these years you, you like to me, me to go, go over. I'm being serenaded, y'all. Everything. I feel so special. I say, say that time's supposed to heal ya, but I ain't done a much. Of you don't even know the words. Just copying Corey. Hello. What? It's me. Where are you? (laughs) Oh, where are you? You gotta rock to Adele. I'm telling you. I miss Adele. But I'm playing her tonight on my birthday. That's such a lame. What Adele (laughs) song? Twenty one. In my room. (laughs) Like, what are you in your feels? Nah, heck no, heck no, heck no. What's your birthday song? I can't say it on. (laughs) Okay, well, everyone, like, what's a what's a song that you gotta get down to on your birthday that gets you hyped for your birthday? I don't even know. I don't think I have a like a birthday song. I got like two. Really? Like you don't have like a song that like you could play on your birthday that makes you happy? I mean, I'm feeling not already happy, but like. <laughs> no, I don't think I have a birthday song. Do you? I feel like um, <laughs> Return of the Mac is definitely my song. Return of the Mac. Care what it is? That one. What? I played at the first no, day of classes. No, like Return of the Mac. Mark Morrison. Return of the, the man. Oh, yeah. Return of the man. I played that for like the first day of classes, though. It's like, yeah, I'm back. Yeah. And, and what all is that. it called? Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac? Are you. Bruh, bruh. Every, every, let's see if the bro. people Let's see if the people know this song. Hold on. Return of the Mac? Bruh. Oh, yeah, I've heard this song before. Mm-hmm. I, but what are the lyrics? Hold on. Am I losing my black card? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Oh, 
Yeah, I know this song. I know this song. I'm about to say. I know this song. I just didn't know that was the name of the song. What's your birthday song? <sighs> something you can say on the radio. <laughs> right, yeah, that. It's probably that. something like, I can't even say it. We can't even say it. <laughs> okay, I feel like Jay's song would be something really like, like crazy and hype. It definitely is. It definitely is. No, nah, but see. like like a positive birthday song, I would say. Um, I, will, I don't really got no birthday song, man. I really don't. Is <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Um, let's see. Oh, waka yeah. Waka? No. Twerk It Like Miley? No. Bootylicious? No. Wobble? <laughs> no. No Mediocre? No. No. All Eyes On You? <laughs> no. Drop That Kitty? No. Oh, my God. Anaconda? No. Slow motion? <laughs> no. Oh, I remember this song, I think. I'll oh, probably play some Ja Rule. I don't know. Ja Rule? Let's get blown. Ja Rule. Okay, Living it up? Oh, wait, not Ja Rule. Pharrell Williams. I'm tripping. Are you no, feeling? No, that one Ja Rule song, though, is good. Which one? Living what? it up? Um, Your no, lips. That's gonna be my lady. What song well, is put that? Put it on you? Yeah. <laughs> put it on me? Yeah. Let's see. Your lips, your smile. You me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, vocals, Randy. <laughs> Let's see. You see, yeah. Who would I be without my baby? I thought you could imitate him so well. <laughs> that was crazy. Who would I be without my baby? Baby. Go crazy. But every Why do you later. sound smack like him? Right. What? <laughs> what? Okay, would that be your birthday song? No, nah, I think anything like DMX though. Uh, what's my DMX. name? Let's see. What a hood at? What a hood? Nah, what's my name? That's low key underrated. <laughs> Come on. With Fabio? Oh no, DMX. Okay. This this better be clean. I hope this is clean. Do you think it's gonna actually like? Oh. Yeah. No way. Let's just see. Let's just see. Maybe it won't. Maybe it won't. It's gonna say. It's gonna say it. Okay. Okay, that was enough. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, enough. That was we got exactly. the song. I'm trying to think. Ah, uh, what's a good song? You can do some Eve. Wait, I was is that the DMX morning. song where he does like, ar, ar? Nah, that's, um, actually <laughs> won't give it to you. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Ar, ar. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Ooh. Shout out DMX, man. Ooh, you know what song Rest is good? Peace. Black Effect with Jay-Z and Beyonce. Black Effect. Yeah, that's a good one. For a birthday? I mean. Or in general? I feel like it's a good hype song. Let's but... see. We just previewing music, y'all. We really are. <laughs> it's a vibe. It's a vibe. All of them have a different shape, but all of them is the same in the end. It's about sensitivity. Okay. It's about passion. Do they sing? Right. Yeah. Is this just an intro? It's a long intro. It goes with the theme of the album. And there's love of humanity. Okay. That's the love that is right now needed most. Love right. of humanity. But in everything, in all of that love, there is so what's happening right now, don't worry. It's like when you're 
Pick some eggs and break them. Man, this joint is long. Um, there's a word in there. Mix them up. Trying to find the ones that match. Where? Oh. Here? Do they start singing? Yeah, Jay-Z is part right there. Unconditional giving of self. Yeah. I'm good on any MLK Boulevard. Oh, I'm good on any MLK. Okay, do we like that? Yeah. It's a good song. It's cool. It's a vibe. That's cool. No, nah, the heart part five by Kendrick. Mm. Yo, you know. You mm. know you hip? Mm. Man, kind of what? Partially. But in a land where hurt people hurt more people. Ooh. Forget calling it culture. Normani's new stuff's gonna be coming out soon. I know. That's yeah, yeah. no, nah, that's gonna be a vibe. That's gonna be a vibe. You know what song is good? What? This one. Motivation. True the dare. Tyla. <gasps> oh. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I want to learn this dance so bad. Is it dance? She got another dance? Yeah. Whoa. She's I'm going to play. I'm going to show it to you guys after this. Breakout artist of the year. I'm calling it. She already won awards. Like, that's what I'm saying. She already won a Grammy. She won a Grammy? Yeah. Ooh. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch the Grammys, though. No. What's me that neither. song? Sade? You giving me the sweetest taboo. Oh, y'all don't know that? Mm-mm. Oh, y'all, y'all. Handle y'all, what y'all. I am now. You're a fan now. And I'm not what I was. So tell me, are uh, you down now? Cause uh, I'm up now. So uh, let's play truth or dare. Dare you to forget that you used to treat me just like anyone. Truth or dare, is it true you care? Now that you can see the love from everyone. Tell me, now you care what? Truth or dare what? Are you playing? True, Yo, those, those turmeric shots really work. Are you playing? That's actually an immunity shot. It wasn't an energy Immunity shot. to what is my question. Like just, it just health, said like immunity. vitamin C type of thing. But it can't just that? cover everything. It has to like, I oh know, my man. God. Y'all never heard Sweetest Taboo by Sade? Mm-mm. Who is Sade? You mean Sade? Oh. You mean Sha- Wait, is it a woman? Yeah. You mean Sade? Sade? That's Sha- not how you say it. Sade. I think it is Sade. S-A-D-E? Sade. Yeah, I think it is Sade. I've never heard of a Sade. Well, Sade, y'all never heard of Sweetest Taboo? Sweetest? Yeah. You never heard of that? Oh, my. Bro, y'all parents used to play this. <laughs> like, y'all are young. <laughs> y'all are mad young. We're, like, how many years apart? Nah, is y'all. Is this rain? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. You know. It's spring break. I you, don't know if I'm feeling this one. You in Miami. You're chilling. Taking your ginger shots. Eating I'd some also good put food. some I'd also put some Afro beats on my playlist. Oh yeah, fast fast. If I tell you, you if I tell you you just chill. you just relaxing. It's a nice day at Temple. On the rooftop. 75 degrees. I don't know if I like this, Jay. 3 p.m. A water ice in one hand. A book in another. There we go. Reading the book. I see the vision. Sweetest taboo. 
Y'all know a song is good. What? Don't fall on no Disney channels. No. <laughs> okay, so do we like the song? Does this pass the vibe check? I feel like I've heard it before, definitely. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Nah, that's that's like if you're trying to like chill, relax, you know, it's been a long day at work. If you're trying to chill, you know what you play? What? I'll play it for you. See. <laughs> what is it called? Hold on. I'll you got to play that. Or play while we're young. You got to play something smooth. No, this is the song that you play when you, you want to chill. Let me hear. Oh, oh that's going to put me to sleep. What? It's going to put me to Simon sleep. Simon Weston went hard with this. Ready? What? I swear, I will go to sleep. <laughs> you know what's a great song, though? The one to get you hype? When you're in a bad mood? Have you never heard this song? Never heard this song. Nah, I know I know a Davio song. I know a Davio song. Don't spoil the surprise for later on. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on. Ready? Okay. What? He ate with this. Nah, Fia, you gotta put Fia, but he ate with that one. Nah. What? 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 Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. Good. Hold on, hold on, ready? What you got? Uh-huh. No. Oh, wait, I have heard this before. Yeah. What did I do for you, girl? Wait, it's Chris Brown. And I know, and I know, and I know, I the fool for you. Change the song. Okay, what was your song? Uh, Fia, Fia by uh, Davio. That song go hard. Let's see. Wait till it get like 70 degrees outside. Is this a song that's going to be playing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That I will play. What? Huh? Right now, huh? we're about to learn the lyrics right now. I just listened to the beat. That beat's like great. Oh, no, for real, for real, for real. You know what else is another good one? What's up? Have you heard, um, well, first, you know any songs by Diamond? Planet Tombs. What is this? Mickey Mouse? No. <laughs> Diamond Planet Tomb. <laughs> okay. I think you would like this one. What's this one? African Beauty. Have you heard this before? Nah, I haven't heard this. Really? Nah. African Beauty. African Beauty. Okay. Do you like this? Is it vibey? It's a vibe. 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 <laughs> I'm crying. Okay, what's another good one? Okay, your uh, birthday's in a few hours. What's going to be the song that you play to bring it in? Well, coming home, you know, Friday. Do you know Skinny Fabulous? Let's see. Skinny Fabulous. And then coming home is the second one. Come home? Yeah. Okay. Let's see how Jay's entering his birthday. 
Hopefully, it's her my birthday. <laughs> You gotta Where's the hype? You gotta hear it. Hold on, hold on. You gotta hear it. You gotta hear it. Don't forget, this is Soka. <laughs> you gotta wait till the beat drop. And this is usually how all Soka song, songs start. Let me down again. You gotta wait. You gotta wait. Let you down, my friend. It was a misunderstanding. So I Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. But like the the leading, like the introduction of the song right. mm -hmm. was it was like when I first watched um, All American the first time. It was such a slow beginning. Right. I would have stopped it until it got to the chorus. Nah, because it'd be like that, though. That's like a lot of soca music. They'll always have like a slow beat to get you hyped up, and then boom, they'll like stop, and then they'll hype you up. So their parties are probably super hype. <laughs> probably, probably. that The soca parties, probably. Probably. We do got some soca news later on. but uh... Oh, do you want to announce that? <laughs> what time we got? You have a minute. I bet. Let me just record this bad boy. Oh, oh, Jay's about to. Actually, we're Jay's both to, in this. That's, Jay's about to go crazy. I know, right? He's about to go crazy. Wait. He, he's about to go crazy. <laughs> nah, not going crazy. But his recording <laughs> skills aren't going crazy right now. What is this? I'm trying to get your view, too. Put it up there. I bet, 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 bet. Oh, oh, what is he doing? He's about to give us some good news, I guess. Some tea. All right. Mm-hmm. Some That's tea? Cool. They can't even see my face. Hold on. You know what you need to do? What's up? Okay. You talk to the people. You want me to talk to the people? No, you You got to get in the mic and talk to the people. I'll record it over here. Right. I'm Since we got that much left. This bad boy on? Great. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to announce for our springtime show, ladies and gentlemen, Wake Up Call DESU are collabing on March 26th at 10 a.m. for the interview. But, ladies and gentlemen, the announcement that was going to be said later on today before I go celebrate my 21st birthday will be this. That the playlist that will be involved for the springtime show two years ago was R&B. Last year was pop. This year, we're giving y'all soca and Afrobeat. So make sure y'all tune in March 26, 10 a.m. to hear the Soka and Afrobeats. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a great time. And 10 a.m., March 26. Y'all heard it right here, y'all. And not just and not just for the first hour, not just for the second hour. The entire show will feature Afrobeats and Soka. Yes, super exciting, y'all. So get ready. March 26. It's on. It's on. <laughs> We're going to do it. We're going to do We're it. Gonna do We're going to do it. <laughs> But, y'all, that's it for us today. We hope you guys enjoyed our show. This was a hype day. The vibes were up. It was a good day. Don't forget to wish our guy, Jay Matthews II, a happy birthday tonight at midnight if you're up or just tomorrow, March 1st. It's the start of a new month. It's the start of Women's History Month as well. Yeah, so facts, make facts. sure y'all are in for that as well. We will see you guys bright and early tomorrow morning. <laughs> 21. 21. <laughs> 21. We will see you bright and early tomorrow, Rachel and I, at 9 a.m. here on WJP Radio's Wake Up Call. 